everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It is January 15th. It is 2020. We have 10 games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Eh, not doing too bad. Really, really can't complain about too much. Um, it's an interesting slate coming up. I'm not sure we're recording this while the other games games from last night or tonight, whichever way you want to look at it, are still going on. No idea if I'm winning the money or losing money, but I'll know probably at the end of this podcast. But it's an interesting little 10-game slate here. I don't really have any heavy leans, which is interesting. Like, the slate is an overview. It's not easy to figure out on the fly. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I've done my research. Maybe something will come to me when it goes along, but there's nothing really standing out so far. Yeah, there's a couple games that I kind of like, and I think there's some games that you can get some good value. Um, so we'll talk about it as we're going here. Let's jump right in. Ten games. Oh, really quick before we do jump in, I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. Um, we're going to do a giveaway at the end of the show for YouTube, so make sure you're paying attention and listening for that later in the show. Um, let's get started. Detroit at Boston, 218 total. Boston favored by 9.5. Blake Griffin's out. Jackson's out. Kennard is out. Christian Wood is questionable. And on the Boston side, Daniel Tice is questionable. Um, let's start with Detroit. Obviously, like, this is kind of like under the radar type news because if Christian Wood sits in this game, like, we're just it, – it's another big guy that they're going to be losing here. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that it would probably give a little bit more run to Keith, but I don't, I don't even know what this – it's not like it's an easy matchup going up against Boston, but – they're going to need some height. Like, obviously, if Tice misses, then there's a chance that Boston ends up going a little bit smaller um, when Drummond's not in the game. But as of right now, it's definitely an interesting spot here trying to figure out who to actually go with. Obviously, Drummond right off the top here is a great play, especially if Tice ends up missing, like, going up against Cantor defense. Drummond should. Crush here is probably a little bit too cheap here at 9-4, regardless of the Tice plays or not. So... I know they kind of just left the game and was getting destroyed by Oakford the other day. Don't really know what happened. I wouldn't really pay too much into that. This is still a good spot for him, and the price tag's decent. Derek Rose, he's been playing a good amount of minutes recently. Like, even before the game went to overtime last time, he was around 31, 32 minutes. So I expect that again. His price tag at 6.7 is probably a little bit too small here. I could see him go for 45 in this one, so 6.7. Definitely a little bit cheap and a guy that I'm going to be looking at. But, yeah, after that, like, if Wood ends up missing, I'm trying to figure out who we can go with. Like, Keith might get 30 minutes and he's priced there at 3700 Like, I don't really want to go with Thon. <laughs> like, I'm trying to figure out who are you looking at. Like, I can't – there's a lot of different ways that this can go. Yeah, if if we get news that Christian Wood's not going to play, I think that, you know, Thonmaker picks up a few extra minutes. Morris picks up a, co- a couple extra minutes. Maybe they run Tony Snell out there if this game goes smaller. But Tony Snell's a guy that's already playing, like, 20, 36 minutes a night. So, like, how many how many extra minutes can he play? Um, you know, Sibby, he played 20 or 34 minutes the other night. So, like, for me, on the Detroit side of things – with all these guys out, and if Christian Wood gets out too, like somebody's going to have to play. I would kind of like, I would guess it'd be Markeith Morris just because of experience. Um, but I think if, if Christian Wood sits, I think Markeith is definitely in play at 3,700. Like, we don't like to play Markeith Morris, but I think you're going to have to look at him in tournaments um, if Christian Wood doesn't play. Yeah, I mean, he's so cheap. So cheap. Um, on the Boston side of things, like, you know, this is a game that should pretty much stay close. Um, you know, Tatum was dealing with a little bit of right knee soreness, but he's probable. Um, so I expect everybody to be good to go here. I don't really see anybody that's like underpriced, you know, Cantor coming off of a solid game against Chicago, one rebound away from a double double in that game. But like, I just don't see anything here for Boston. That's like, I'm underpriced, I'm underpriced, play me. Yeah, no, all these guys kind of like Hayward, Brown, Kemba, Tatum, Cantor, all have upside, um, but they're priced about where they should be considering what their median outcome is. So I don't have any problem playing playing any of these guys. Just none of them are overwhelmingly a great play. Like Cantor, he's only been playing 26, 23 minutes the last two games. But if uh, – what's his name? If Tice is out, then – 
I, I got to assume that he's probably going to end up playing more minutes going up against Drummond. I know Cantor's not a good defender, but who else are they going to throw on Drummond? <laughs> you would think it's going to be Cantor, but, like, Boston's just a team that is just so tough to figure out. Like, he, Cantor only played 21 minutes in the first game these two teams played. Um but I think Tice, I think Tice played 21 minutes in that game too. So yeah, and Robert Williams, I think, was still there last time they, or not injured last time they played. Am I wrong? Um, Williams did not play in that game. Okay. Well, yeah, they just don't have like the height to match him against him. Cantor could end up playing 30 minutes in this one. You would hope if you're playing him that he gets that type of minutes, and if he gets that type of minutes, like obviously he's interesting for tournaments, but. It's not like he's super cheap anymore either, though. Yeah, but, like, when you consider if he's playing 30 minutes, he's probably going to average over a point per minute. Like, yeah, it's not a great, great play, but it's still, like, Cantor in this game could end up crushing. Yeah, and, like, the matchup isn't great or terrible. Like, Detroit, I think, is allowing the 11th most fantasy points per game to opposing centers. Like, Drummond hasn't been great, like so. I do think that this is a spot that you know Cantor is is definitely in play for turning this more than I had originally thought. But I, I need Daniel Tice to sit if I'm going to play Cantor, though. Yeah, that that goes without saying. Although, no, we probably need to say it. Brooklyn at Philly, two eighteen total. Philly favored by seven and a half in this game. Um, Brooklyn's on a back to back, but the the plan was to play Kyrie on the back to back, but he ended up playing um, thirty two minutes against Utah on Tuesday Um, because all of us saw that coming. And, um, you know, it's a back-to-back. So is Levert going to play on the back-to-back? So we'll have to kind of see what Brooklyn does here. But on the Philly side, Embiid is still out. Um, Let's start here with Brooklyn. You know, if Kyrie's going to play 30-plus minutes and shoot 63%, um, we have to look at him, right? Yeah, if he's going to play 30-plus minutes at 7,900, I don't care if he shoots 60%. We still probably got to look at him here. That's too cheap of a price tag, but I'm having a real – sorry, I had to cough there. Uh, I'm I'm just having, like, a real tough time trying to figure out if he's going to play. Like, and if they are playing him on the back-to-back, like, are, I don't think they're going to give him 30 minutes again. I don't know. This is just a real tough one. I guess it's just wait-and-see news. Like, if because of Ergen's out, if Levert rests on the second of the back-to-back, I think go back to Denway's price tag's probably a little bit too cheap. Like, this isn't a good matchup overall. I mean, obviously, Philly's great versus every single position. And it's going to be a slower-paced game. It's in Philly. It could very easily end up turning into a blowout. But I don't know. It's it's tough to figure out, and we just don't know at this point. So if Kyrie's going to play, yeah, you have to look at him. You don't know if he's going to play the same amount of minutes, but it's always possible. But I just don't know if I can trust really anyone the night before without knowing who's going to play or who's not going to play. Yeah, like uh, so, like you said, it's it's really tough to trust anything here um, the night before. But you're going to have to kind of react to the news, pay attention to you know premium and the, and the shows um, for today because like this one's just impossible to break down. It, it is because we don't know who if anybody's going to sit on the second end of the back-to-back here. Um, on the Philly side, you know, Al Horford, 6700 is definitely a price increase. It's a good matchup here against Brooklyn. I just – like, I, I think he's a fine cash game play. I, I do. I, I just don't know if he has the tournament, like, ceiling here to pay off this price tag. Yeah, honestly, I don't know if I have a whole lot of interest in Horford. I think I have more interest in Harris, in all honesty, like – Harris hasn't really been shooting the ball great in recent games since Bede's been out. He hasn't been shooting terrible, but he's been like right around 40%, taking 17 to 22 shots the last three games here. He's been getting boards. Like he's getting some of the peripheral stats here. He's priced at the same amount. I think I prefer him to Horford. I mean, I know Horford's been putting up actually about the same games. They're priced within 100 each other. I think this is a better game script for Harris here. I really like Harris. Simmons would probably be the second guy to go just because he's got big upside in any given game. Like Brooklyn's all right versus one, but I don't know if they'll be able to really shut him down here. It's Harris and it's Simmons for me. 
Yeah, I don't mind Tobias over Horford. Um, I can get behind that. And, you know, Ben Simmons, we do have some studs to pay up for on the slate. So I don't know if I'll necessarily end up on Simmons. I like, I like Lillard more than I like Simmons. And they're like $300 difference, I think. Um, don't quote me. I could be wrong. But um, so I, I do I, like, I, I just like Lillard more than I like Simmons today, but I, this is a great spot for Ben Simmons. Like no doubt about it. Like Brooklyn's a team that is allowing a ton of fantasy points per game to opposing point guards. Um, so um, moving on San Antonio at Miami, we have a 222 total in this one. Miami favored by five in this game, San Antonio healthy, good to go. Miami justice Winslow still out. Let's start here with the Spurs. Anything standing out to you for San Antonio? No, it's not a good matchup for them. Like, it's LMA and DeRozan. Neither one of them are great players. Like, I've been playing a decent amount of them lately, but they've been in better matchups. I know that DeRozan comes in in good form, but price there at 7,900. Yes, he has upside, but this is not the type of spot where he's probably going to end up showing it. Murray, you know, I can't trust him to get enough minutes here. Like, a matchup versus Miami especially on the road. Like, Miami has been great at home this season. San Antonio has been not great on the road for many years. I don't know if this game stays close. It's LMA and it's DeRozan, but I don't really like either of them. Yeah, those would probably be the two guys that I end up playing. Like, DeJounte Murray is cheap, but his minutes are just all over the place. I I just – at this point, I'm just not playing him until – he consistently like I'm probably not playing him until if the Spurs make the playoffs <laughs> like because then they're gonna have to roll him out there right maybe not who knows it's pop um on the Miami side of things like I honestly I just don't love this game overall I, I think this is a game like Miami dev, definitely gets a pace bump here um they're at like 25th Spurs are at 11th or 12th fastest so the Spurs have been playing faster this year but, like, outside of, like, Bam and Butler and, like, their prices don't make them appealing, like, optimal plays. So, like, for me, it just – this game is one of those games that I'm kind of crossing off on this 10-game slate. Yeah, I mean, Bam and Butler. Right, that's it. But they are priced about where they should be. They always offer you a bit of upside. I think I'd be more apt to play Butler than I would be to play Bam. But, yeah, just really nothing standing out in this game. I'm probably crossing it off, too. Um, all right, moving on. We got Indiana at Minnesota. No total in this game. Sabonis is questionable. Cat is questionable. Layman's still out. Um, let's start here with the Pacers. You know, Sabonis still dealing with this knee injury. Um, like, I, I think he plays. I, I just – he hasn't been too – too effective. Like, in that Philly game, he wasn't too effective. I, I think he plays. He had 16 rebounds. Um What's your thoughts here with the Pacers? Yeah, it all depends on uh, the status of uh, Sabonis. If he ends up playing, he's an all right play. Not great, not terrible. Yeah, I know he didn't do too much versus Philly, but this is obviously a much better matchup. You're probably going to get 40 or 50 points from him. It's that simple. On this slate, I'm fine with that. But if he ends up missing, obviously Turner and Warren and Lamb all become pretty good plays. In this spot here, probably Turner being one of the better plays on the slate here. I think if Sabonis plays or if he doesn't end up playing, I still like Brogdon. I still like this price tag. He got 34 minutes in the last game. I was a little bit worried about how much he would end up playing, but they gave him a full complement of minutes here. He's on two days rest, so or he had a day off yesterday. He's a guy that is probably too cheap here at 6,500 I or 6,700. I, I really like him here. I didn't like him as much on the other slate, but now we know he's going to play the minutes. It just seems like too low of a price tag considering they're going up against Minnesota. It's going to be a faster-paced game here. It's projected to stay close. I really like Brogdon, but everything else depends on the status of Sabonis. Yeah, like Brogdon's price at 6700 makes him very appealing. Um, you know, like came back, played 34 minutes against Philly, was an assist away from a double-double, three rebounds and an assist away from a triple-double. So – like the upside is still there for Brogdon, so uh, he he's very much in play. But outside of that, I just I don't really love anything here. Um, if Sabonis plays, he's fine. He's just not my favorite play. And then on the Minnesota side, like I, I don't expect Cat to play until we see Carl Anthony Towns back in the uniform and playing. I'm just going to assume he's out. Um, what's standing out to you for Minnesota? 
Yeah, I think the assumption is every single day the cat's out. Um, I treat it as just doubtful every single day, unless they let me know otherwise. But uh, yeah, it's not a great matchup for anyone. Um, Culver, I guess, is an all right play. Like, not great. He's at 4,800. That's about where he should be priced in this matchup. I'm not trusting Dang's minutes in any given night. Like, they've been mixing in rotations with a whole lot of other guys. So, him priced to 5,700 is not a guy that I'm really messing with. I'm probably not messing with Reed or Vonley. Like, I don't see the need to play any of them, although they might need to go a little bit bigger if Sabonis ends up playing just because they got Turner and they got Sabonis. So, maybe they end up playing them together. I don't know. I guess Vonley could end up with 15 minutes, but still. Not a guy that I'm going to be targeting here. Wiggins, I've kind of given up on playing. This is not the spot where I would end up going back. He has some good in recent games. Indy's not an easy matchup. One guy I guess I consider is Covington. <laughs> not really a rousing endorsement. He's 5,800. He's about where he should be. I think I'm not going to be surprised if I have zero ownership in any Timberwolf. It's kind of where I'm at. Like, I think, like, if Cat doesn't play and Gorgie Dang gets in foul trouble again, maybe, like, Nas Reed is an interesting, like, sh- straight tournament flyer. But he was more of a tournament flyer when he was, like, 3,100 now with his price increase. I just – I don't think I could take a shot on him with the price increase. Um, moving on, we got Toronto at OKC, 213 and a half here. Um, Thunder favored by two in this game. Van Vliet is out. Noel is out. Uh, Marcus Gasol is probable. So we're expecting kind of a healthy Toronto team here outside of Van Vliet. Siakam came back, um, played 30 minutes in the game against the Spurs. Price decreased a ton after only putting up 27 fantasy points. Uh, anything stand out to you for Toronto? I mean, Siakam seems way, way too darn cheap here. Um, I know he only played 30 minutes. It's always possible that he ends up only playing 30 minutes again. If we don't hear about any minutes limit, though, then, like, that seems like way too low of a price tag for him. Like, I'm not playing Ibaka. Probably not playing Palm. Probably not playing Lowry, although I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. Um, His price tag is just – he's priced about where he should be. Gasol, probably not going with him, although he is pretty darn cheap here. And yet, he came in. He was in good form beforehand. But I can't imagine them giving him a boatload of minutes. Like Siakam's the play here, and he could absolutely smash in the spot if he gets his normal allotment of minutes. Like that price tag is just way too darn cheap. So yeah, it's 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 really Siakam for me. Although I don't mind Lowry or Gasol, just not in love with him. Um, yeah, like. I think it's Siakam for me as well. I'm definitely – I don't think I'm going to take a shot on Marcus Gasol. I know he's 4,700, but I'm going to need to see what type of minutes he's going to play. If if for some reason we get um, like a minutes um, note on him that he's going to play like 25 to 30 minutes, maybe take a shot at 4,700. But yeah, I, I just – even the matchup is not fantastic. So I think, you know, even like a Norman Powell um, would – I think would be better than like Marcus Gasol if you're just taking shots. But – I think Siakam's the play here from Toronto. Um, you know, the rest of these guys, like with all these guys coming back, like Ronda House Jefferson, he's just not playing minutes now. Um, you know, Patrick McCall's minutes are kind of gone. I just don't really see a need to play anybody else here from Toronto. Um, like even like Serge Ibaka, like I think Serge Ibaka is still fine. It's just his price point here with Marcus Gasol coming back. You know, I, I just think that we're going to definitely see a hit in minutes for Ibaka. So, Siakam, Lowry, Powell, but, like, I would rank them Siakam, Lowry, Powell. Um, OKC, anything stand out to you for the Thunder? I mean, Adams and Paul seem a little bit too low-priced. I'm not going to suggest Paul because every single time I do, he does absolutely terrible. Um, For some reason, I only like him on days where he's going to do bad, so – but it's 6,600 outside of the last game. He was consistently putting up 35-plus points in almost every single game. He has 50-point upside, 6,600. Like, that seems like too low of a price tag. Steven Adams, like, with Casal coming back, probably not the greatest matchup in the world when it comes to this game in decent form. Price tag's probably a little bit too low here. I'm not paying 7,400 for SGA. I get that he had just an out-of-this-world game with 20 rebounds and a triple-double against Minnesota, but I'm – 
that's very, very clearly an outlier. It's not a bad play. It's just priced exactly where he should be. This matchup versus Toronto, it's not a great defensive matchup with all these guys back in here. They're not going to be as bad at rebounding as they have been. They'll probably go at the same pace here, but with everyone back, like it's not really a good matchup for these guys here. So it's just Adams and Paul here just because they're mispricing. Yeah, man, Chris Paul, like, I feel like there's matchups that, like, I love him, and he just – he should dominate. Like, Minnesota last game, I felt like he should have had a monster game. SGA had the monster game. I, I'll go back to the well on Chris Paul. I think he's too cheap still at 6,600. Um, he could easily buzz. He could easily crush me here. He had a really good game against Toronto earlier this season. Um, so – I'm definitely okay with Paul. I'm okay with Adams at their price points. I, I think this is the spot to jump off SGA. Um, I don't see him having a 2020-10 game again, and his price increased $1,100. So, for me, like, SGA is the guy that, like, I'm just going to stay away from here. Um, yeah, I don't really – like, Schroeder is still really cheap, but he just – he hasn't been playing really well. Um, so, like, I like the price point. I just – I just man, it's it's just tough to trust at this point. Um, Washington, no, we got um, Charlotte at Denver here. Um, no total in this one. Gary Harris, Jamal Murray are both questionable. Millsap is out. Um, and then on the Charlotte side, it sounds like everybody's good to go. Uh, let's start with Charlotte. Anything standing out to you here for Charlotte? I mean, it's really just Graham and it's Rozier for me. Uh, Rozier got a little bit of a price downgrade. He's still pay, playing. A boatload of minutes every single night here. He's down at 6,700. Obviously has some upside of that price tag just because of the amount of minutes he's playing. It's not great, but it's not bad price. Uh, going up against Denver, obviously not an easy match for a guard here. But just because of the amount of minutes, is a, he's a guy that I'm interested in. And Graham, every single day, has a bunch of upside. Not an easy match of going up against Denver, but it doesn't really matter for him too much. Another guy that I'm looking at, but it's really just those two for me as it is most days. Yeah, like, I don't mind Graham here. Um, I don't mind Rogier. Outside of that, I don't really have a ton of interest. I, I think Bridges is still a guy that you could potentially look at. Coming off of a really bad game, his price decreased a ton. I, I think you have to look at Nicholas Batum in tournaments if you're playing large field tournaments just because, like, he randomly is back in the rotation playing 30 minutes a night, so – you know, on a back-to-back, on a second end of the back-to-back, he played 30 minutes again. Um, he's he's a tournament flyer. That's it. He's nothing more than that. Um, on the Denver side, Grant, friends don't only friends play Jokic, but Jokic is probably the best player on the slate. If, if Anthony Davis plays. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about – well, no, if we're not, not if we're talking about raw points. But, yeah, price, everything considered, I mean – he has been fantastic in recent months here. Been fantastic in the last four games going up against Charlotte. Best match we can get as a big here. This game ends up staying close. He should absolutely smash. Problem is it's a little bit of a blowout concern. Don't care, though. Still a guy that is very much in play. Joker, even in less than a full allotment of minutes, can end up with 60 points in a triple-double here. Joker is an absolutely fantastic play on this slate here. Murray, Barton, both of them are – Fine if Murray ends up playing. Price tags really don't stand out. It's more of a Joker spot here. He's really the guy I'm looking at. I love this spot for Jokic. And just, that's saying something because I don't know if I've I know, ever it's, heard you say that before. I know. It's just it's Charlotte. So he's probably going to put up like 35 fantasy points in this game for anybody that's rostering him. So um, be, buyer beware. Anytime that I like Jokic, he, probably, he usually busts. So um, – but outside of that, like, we're going to have to wait and see here if Jamal Murray and Gary Harris are going to play. If these guys sit, you know, obviously Will Barton would be a guy that sees a pretty nice usage bump, but, like, his price is kind of up. Um, if both of them end up sitting, I think you're going to have to look at Monte Morris, uh, 3,600 with Jamal Murray and Gary Harris out. M- Morris should play, like, 25 to 30 minutes, and he's 3,600, so he would likely be one of the – you know, best value plays on the slate. So, um, I don't really have anything else. Like, you know, we've, we've really been hoping for more from Michael Porter Jr., but it just doesn't seem like they want to give him the minutes. Um, so until 
that happens. If if all these guys sit though, maybe you take a shot, but you know, they, they keep running Tory Craig out there. So, you know, it's, it's always fun. Malik Beasley. These guys would be interesting depending on like what happens with the, the injury news here with Murray and Harris. Yeah. Uh, Portland at Houston, two thirty six total here. Um, Houston's favored by eight in this game. Portland side, Mario Hazonia is questionable. Collins Hood. Do we skip Lassie. over the Washington game? Do we skip over the Washington game? I think we did. We did. I'll go back to it um, after we get done with this one. I, <laughs> I knew I'd like. I was like, man, we haven't talked about Washington, Chicago. I totally just. Skipped right yeah, over you it. Um, it and you're like, no, we'll do Charlotte, Denver. I'm like, that game started later. Maybe not. Yeah, that's okay. I'm allowed to mess up every once in a while. Um, on the Houston side, it's a back to back. I think everybody plays, but you know we'll have to see. Uh, anything standing out to you for Portland? I mean, in this spot, kind of everyone. Whiteside should smash here. Lillard, it's a good spot for Emmy's price about where he should be. McCollum has a bunch of upside in this spot here. Like, McCollum is too cheap for this matchup. Like, he's way too cheap for this matchup here. Like, I, I, he's been putting up close to 40 on a regular basis over the last month. And Metro versus Houston is a spot where he should absolutely end up crushing here. Mellow Revenge. Um, I think Mellow, like, He's going to play mid-30s minutes. He's going up against Houston. He's going to shoot the ball a lot in this matchup. Like, this this is just a beautiful spot for Mello, McCollum, Whiteside, and Lillard, and there's really not a whole lot else to say. I'm probably not playing Baysmore. probably not going with any of the other guys here in Portland, but the four main guys all are in a smash spot. It's just figuring out which ones to play. If I had to rank him, it's probably McCollum, Whiteside, Anthony, and then Lillard. Yeah, I love Lillard in this spot, um, but I like Melo's price. Uh, I think McCollum's definitely in play as well. Melo got that price increase after the Charlotte game last time out. Um, it was fun running him out there for that game. McCollum got a price increase as well. Yeah, I like all these guys. Uh, I'm right there with you, um, even Whiteside as well. You know, I, I think he's very much in play. Um, coming off of kind of a, a bust game against Charlotte in that amazing matchup, so I, I hate that he didn't play a ton of minutes in that Charlotte game. Um, and, like, we, we saw, like, Tolliver play, like, 20-something minutes. But Tolliver was having a really good game. So I, I just chalk it up to that. Um, on the Houston side, like, you know, Westbrook coming off of a night off. Um, you know, he's definitely interesting here. But, like, he's 9600 Like, the price increase is just – it's so hard to stomach the price increase for him and – you know, Harden took a gajillion shots against Memphis and still only put up 61 fantasy points. Um, only 61 fantasy points. So, like, you know, for me, when I'm looking at this matchup uh, for Houston, there's nobody I feel like that's underpriced by any means here. So, like, I, I struggle what to do with Houston in this spot because I do think this is one of the most competitive games on the slate. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I, I think it's going to be a really competitive one, too which is surprising. It's currently pegged at an eight-point spread. Houston on a back-to-back that just doesn't really seem right here. But who knows, maybe it'll change around tomorrow. In any case, like, everyone's priced where they should be. Capella's not an overwhelmingly good matchup. It's not a terrible one. Whiteside, obviously, not the greatest defender, but it's probably going to cut into his boards with having Westbrook back and going up against Whiteside here. So it kind of limits his ceiling. Westbrook is priced about where he should be at. Like, going all the way back up to 9,600, even a match versus Portland, I don't really see a massive amount of upside unless Harden gets ruled out. Harden at 12.4K, not really a spot where I'm going to look to play him, especially on the second end of a back-to-back after an up-paced game where he played 39 minutes and took 37 shots. I, I just – if someone gets ruled out, it'll make things interesting, especially if Harden gets ruled out. But as of right now, everyone's priced exactly where they should be, and the only reason I would play any of them – is if I go with Stars and Scrubs lineup by playing and play multiple guys over on the Portland side. Yeah, like if I'm playing if I'm playing like Lillard, because I really like Lillard, if I'm playing like Lillard Carmelo or something in this spot, like I'll, I'll try to run it back maybe with like a Capella or somebody, Westbrook, you know. But again, like it's Stars and Scrubs because they're just so expensive. I know this game has a 236 total, but like, you know, they're priced appropriately unless somebody sits, so – 
Um, all right, let's go back to that Washington-Chicago game. 227 total, Chicago fair by four and a half. Hachimarera, Schofield, and Wagner are out. Wendell Carter Jr. and Porter are still out. Um, let's start here with Washington. Uh, what's standing out to you for Washington? And the interesting one is Beal. Um, do we know if he's going to get a full complement of minutes here? Like, have you heard anything about it? I have not. Um, I know he played 27 minutes against Utah the other night, but – they ramped him up, you know, before. I, I don't know. I, I struggle because what is Washington really playing for at this point? Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. But on the other end, he's 8400 If he gets a full complement of minutes, like, that's way too cheap of a price tag for him. It's going up yeah, in Chicago. Like, I mean, it's just way too cheap. Like, with him back in the rotation, I mean, I'm not really a huge fan of playing McCray. Probably not playing Troy Brown Jr., probably not playing Ish Smith. Like, all these guys obviously take a big hit with Beal coming back in the lineup. And even in 20 – he's taken, like – he shook a shot per minute while he was in the game last time, or more than one. Like, Bertans maybe will give you some upside at 5,500. But, again, we don't know if he's going to end up playing that many minutes. He's been held to under 26 in those last – or under 27 in the last two, like, since coming back from injury. I don't know if he's going to get a full complement of minutes, so it's tough to play him. Thomas Bryant, like, didn't really play a whole lot coming back. I just don't know what the minutes are going to be for this team. They were playing such a conventional rotation with all the injuries now, but with guys coming back, they really don't have a reason for that. It's a match versus Chicago, and I, like, they aren't going to need Bryant considering all the injuries or the injury to Carter. They really aren't going to need Beal because they have nothing to play for. They've got multiple guys to replace him. Bertans, there's no reason to roll him out for mid-30s minutes, which is kind of what you want considering his price tag. Like, if you, for him to really crush. If he plays 30, I'm still good with his price tag, but it's not overwhelmingly a great play. Like, the minutes are spread out enough. I don't know if there's anyone that I'm in love with unless I know they're going to get a full workload of minutes. Like, I'll still sprinkle in Beal – Bertans in tournaments just in the hopes that they actually end up getting a full complement of minutes, even Bryant there. But none of these guys, like, we can't trust any of their minutes. So strictly GPP plays for Bryant, Bertans, and Beal. Yeah, so I like Bertans here. He was a guy that they were talking about, like, trading. Um, So, like, I I think that – I just, like – I think that we see him play closer to, like, 32, 34 minutes in this game. Um I think that, like, you're just going to have to see what the Washington starting lineup looks like. Like, if Beal's in the starting lineup, if Bertans is in the starting lineup, if Bryant's in the starting lineup, we have to expect their minutes to be a little bit higher than they were. So, um, going to be paying attention. And, and, like, Vegas has this game pegged so close, like, Chicago favored by four and a half. Like, I, I just – I think that – I think, like, Bertans, I think that Beal um, are very interesting. I, I think Thomas Bryant, if – we know he's going to start over Mahimi. He's going to play, you know, 25, 30 minutes. He has upside at this price against Chicago, a team that can't rebound. So, going to be paying attention to the Washington starting lineup and, um, you know, kind of watching this news as it unfolds. Um, luckily, like, outside of a couple people, the 7 and 7.30 games aren't, like, juicy. So, if you're playing on DraftKings, there's plenty of ways that you can kind of, like, maneuver your lineup to get what you want um, when this news drops. So, and like on Yahoo as well. So FanDuel, you're taking a shot. Uh, Dallas at Sacramento, no total in this game. It's a back-to-back for Dallas. Uh, they're currently smashing. Can we talk about Chicago? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you just really do not want to talk about this game, do you? No, I, like I, I like this game too. That's the, that's a funny <laughs> thing. Like – it's a game that's, you know, anytime you're playing against Washington, like, you have to have interest. Like, Zach Levine is on a tear right now, but, like, I guess we could start with him. He's 9300 The price tag is really, really high, but it's a matchup with Washington. Yeah. I mean, we got to assume that he's going to take a boatload of shots here. We got to assume that he's going to make a bunch of them. I don't like paying 9-3 for Levine, but, yeah, this is this is the spot where it could absolutely happen. I think it's a better spot for marketing. Um in all honesty, I know he hasn't been playing a ton of minutes recently, but still, like, 
just the amount of shots he could end up taking against a Washington team that really doesn't play a whole lot of defense and they run at such a huge pace. I could see using him. Uh, probably not going with Gafford, Young, like any of the Cornette, any of these guys, just because I don't really trust the rotation that they're going to end up going with. I guess it's a good matchup for all of them, but I don't, I don't want to pay 4-9 for Gafford, no, not knowing if he's going to play over 20 minutes. I don't want to pay 5K for Young, knowing that he might not play over 24 minutes. So just like the big men are kind of all out outside of marketing. Sadoransky, I know that he has not been great recently, and he's not playing a huge amount of minutes, but it's a matchup versus Washington. Like him or Dunn, like I'm trying to figure out who to go with because this is going to be a high-scoring game here. The 227 total, I think it's the highest or second-highest total we have on the slate right now. It's just such a good match for Chicago. I'm trying to figure out who to go with, and – Right now, it just looks like Markin and Levine are the two main guys, but Levine's so priced up there. And Markin, we can't trust the minutes. I don't know. Like, am I missing something here? Well, I keep missing the spot, so. <laughs> just, yeah, you're maybe not the best guy to ask. Like, you know, Markin, if we knew the type of minutes he was going to play, I, I would have a ton of interest in this game. But with the minutes being all over the place, like, I just, it's really tough to trust him in this spot. Chris Dunn, like, if you're looking at tournaments, like, he's coming off some really tough matchups. Like, the Pacers, the Pistons, the the Celtics. Like, you know, pace up spot here. I think Chris Dunn's a guy that's, you know, kind of interesting at 5,100. Um, I think he could put up, like, 30-plus fantasy points in this spot. Outside of that, like, Thaddeus Young, you know, he's not playing a ton of minutes. Um, you know, like, Gafford's playing minutes, too. It's just – the situation for Chicago is they're just playing too many people. Um, I think my favorite play from Chicago is Chris Dunn, um, considering price. Um, but outside of that, like, I think you could take shots on some of these guys, but like, they just, they priced all of the Chicago guys up on DraftKings. Some of them are cheaper on FanDuel, and you could play these guys on FanDuel, but DraftKings priced all these guys up. Yeah. All right, before I move on, did we forget anything on the Chicago Bulls? I, 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 think we, I think we got it. I think we got it this time. All right, Dallas at Sacramento. No total in this game. It's a back-to-back for Dallas. They're currently playing as we're recording. And Boban's um, crushing. Well, they're just crushing. They're just absolutely crushing the Warriors, which is crushing my soul because Luka has 19 fantasy points at the half. Um. And on the Sacramento side, Bogdanovich is doubtful and Holmes is still out. Let's start with Dallas. Um, Porzingis is expected back for this game. I read that somewhere. Um, but it, he's closing in on return, and it's very possible he will play in this game. Um, so, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if he ends up playing, like his price tag of 7.4 is probably probably about where he should be at. I mean, with him in the offense with Luka, like – I don't see a huge amount of upside here at 7-4. Luka priced up at 12-1 on the second end of back-to-back, even though he's probably not going to play a massive amount of minutes in the game tonight. He's not a bad play. He's just not a great play. If Porzingis ends up coming back, I don't really want to pay that price tag for him. If Porzingis is out, then Luka's in play. And can we play Boban here? Maybe he gets 15 minutes? No. Yeah, he's 3K, though. I know. It's like your dream spot. I mean, dream spot was tonight, and I didn't play any of them for some dumb reason. <laughs> did, but. did you see, like, um, was it a little while ago against the Lakers, he had, like, um, 2.6 or 2.7 fantasy points per minute? Oh, yeah. No, I was I was well aware. I called it, and Dean said I was just a big old dummy. Well, you call, the, you call, him, you, you call him every day, so I think that's – Not quite every day. I, I, every day, Grant. Every day. Uh, that might be right. Every but sometimes I'm right. <laughs> if you would have called him today, you would have been crushing. He has seven and seven at that. Like and the game's a blowout. Like he might play <laughs> he might play fifteen minutes in this um uh, Tuesday's game. Anyway, um if if Porzingis sits again, I think you could look at Maxi and Powell. Um I don't mind going back to the well and Luca doesn't seem like he's gonna play a ton of minutes um or the fourth quarter at all um on tuesday so 
you know, I, I don't mind going back to the well on him. Again, like if AD is out, I probably end up on LeBron. Um, on the Sacramento side of things, like Darren Fox has been a guy that like his usage has been really high recently. Um, and, and like he's been closing in on triple doubles. He's just he's having really, really strong games here uh, recently. What are you looking at here for Sacramento? Yeah, Fox like finally got a little bit of a price tag increase up to 8K. And it's not the easiest matchup going against Dallas, but – the usage has absolutely been there. Everything's been there. Like, he's getting the peripheral stats. He's gotten a double-double in the last two games. Been over 50 points. 8K is way too cheap for him. I really like Fox in this matchup. Probably not going with Buddy Hyde. He's priced about where he should be at 6,500. Has a little bit of upside, but not really a guy I'm looking at. With Holmes out, like, Bagley is probably going to play again. Bielitsa is getting a little downtick in minutes in all likelihood with Bagley being back. He only played 33 the last one compared to high 30s and the ones before that, but he still offers a little bit of upside at 6,300 still. Like, we just put up 50 in the last game. He can put up 40-plus here. It's not bad, but, uh, like, he's an all right play on this slate. Probably not going with Barnes. If Bogdanovich ends up missing, maybe gives him a little bit of an uptick, but realistically like not a guy that I want to end up playing here I think it's just Fox and maybe Bielitsa or Hyde but most likely just Fox will be here yeah I don't mind buddy healed (laughs) um but yeah I, I like this spot for Fox um the other guy like Depending on like if if he's going to be limited minutes wise, if we get any kind of news, um, I think Bagley is a guy that could be interesting. But you know he had a minutes cap, and they came out and they said he was going to have a minutes cap. So we're going to have to see if we get news um, on a minutes cap because it's very likely that he gets a minutes cap. If he has a minutes cap, I don't want to play him. If he doesn't have a minutes cap, I definitely have a ton of interest in him. Uh, so it's just going to all be about if he has a minutes cap or not, but likely going to have a minutes cap. So my last two minute rant of talking about him doesn't mean anything. Um, Orlando at LA taking on the Lakers. No total in this one. Aminu, DJ Augustine, doubtful. Aminu out. Michael Carter Williams, questionable. Isaac out. Anthony Davis, questionable. Rondo out. Um, let's start here with the Orlando Magic. I, I think that, like, is it to the point where we really might just have to play Aaron Gordon at 5,800? Yeah. I mean, I feel like this happens fairly often here. But, yeah, it's too cheap of a price tag considering his upside. It's not the greatest matchup in the world going up against L.A., but if Davis ends up playing, obviously gives a little bit of an uptick to him there. It's too cheap, but also Vooch. Like, I know that L.A. is one of the best teams versus the five. But Vooch hasn't had under 40 in 10 games. He has 55-point upside. It is only 8,500. Like, I'm not going to be happy if he only gets 40, but that's very clearly his floor in virtually every single game here. Like, it just seems like he's still consistently too low price considering what his floor-ceiling combo is. Vooch is definitely a guy that's going to be very much in play. Fournier priced about where he should be, but still offers a little bit of upside even in this matchup. But, yeah, it's mostly just Gordon and Vooch for me here. Like, both of them are too low priced. It's that simple. Yeah, man. Like, I just – I love the spot for Aaron Gordon. I I like Vooch. I like the Vooch call, too, at 8,500. Um I think both those guys are very much in play here. Outside of that, like, I, I don't hate, like, a Fournier play here, but I don't love it um, at 6K. Um, I don't hate Fultz, but I don't love it. Um, Fultz has been all over the place. At 5,600, he could definitely go for 30-plus fantasy points. Terrence Ross off the bench, you know, potentially have, getting hot and having a decent game is always, like, in the cards. Um, on the Lakers side of things, like – you know, Anthony Davis, obviously questionable. If if Anthony Davis sits in this game, I love Dwight Howard. Um, I talked about him on Monday's podcast, loving him against Cleveland. He was my get weird GPV play, and it obviously worked out very well. But, like, they're going to need some size here, and I, I think Dwight would be a guy that would definitely match up with Vooch better than McGee. 
Yeah, no, and you look at the last two of the last three games here, put up 35-plus, put up 44 in the last one. He's, yeah, he's been playing really well recently. He's only priced at 5,500. If Davis ends up missing, he should end up playing mid-20s, high-20s in this spot here. Could get a little bit extra run going up against Vucci right there. 5,500, if Davis ends up sitting, then he's definitely a guy that you can end up looking at. James, like, it's real simple. If Davis is out, I know he didn't do too much versus Cleveland, but that's because he had, what, 10 points, less than 10 points at halftime last time. And he put up 36 in the second half. You can't really expect him to do that again. It's happened twice this year, and I'm not really expecting it to happen again. Even in a tough matchup going up against Orlando, obviously not a good defensive matchup, but really doesn't matter when James is going to be eating up all the usage on the court here. Kuzma... Priced about where he should be at 5,800. Even with David, if Davis ends up missing, I don't see a massive ceiling with him in this type of spot here. So, not going to be a guy that I'm probably going with if he ends up getting the start. Danny Green, probably not on my radar. Like Caruso, not on my radar. Like, it's really just Dwight and James here for me if Davis is out. If Davis is in, then not really anyone I'm looking at. Like, maybe you can take a shot on James or Davis in tournaments here. Just not a good matchup, but they can both put up a big game. Regardless, I'd be more apt to play Davis than I would be to play LeBron. But if Davis is out, Howard, James, both good plays. All right. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Um, let's get started with our favorite play under 5K to 7X. Who are you looking at down here today? That one's a little bit of a tough one, and I probably should not say Boban. I'm going to go with Keefe just because – just the possibility that Wood ends up missing. Yeah, obviously that, like, has a disclaimer on it. Um, perfectly fine with that. I'll be honest, there's not a ton of options down here that I like today. Um, like, there's, like, really hardly anybody that I feel like can go 7X. Um I'm going to take Nas Reed just if like Gorgie Dane gets in foul trouble and Reed plays a couple extra minutes. He's a guy that, you know, is he's very active when he's on the floor. So take Nas Reed. Um, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? I'm probably going to go with, with Harden. Taking my guy. Yeah. Sorry. So I was going. I, I was ready. I was fired it up. I was ready to go. Uh, should I like? Um, should I hedge and say Jokic? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty extreme uh, hedge there. But I really, you, they would have to be a blowout real early on for that to happen. Yeah, this guy's been absolutely crushing. Um, but I'm gonna go with Jimmy Butler. Uh, I just think that I just don't like him as much as I like the other people in this range. So that, that's the reason why. Um, favorite 6X play, who do you got? I'm going to go with Brogdon, like the price tag. Yeah, that's – I think that one's strong. Like, he's he's a guy that I really like here as well. Um, there's somebody that I cannot think of right now. Oh, Chris Dunn. Yeah. Hey, you remember the game. Hey, hey, couldn't think of it. Like, you got my joke. Um, <laughs> give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. I guess I just have to say Bobon. <laughs> I think that's the first time you've said him as like your let's get weird GPP play, though. Yeah, I mean, if, if it, let me preface that by saying if Porzingis misses, like last time they were on a back to back, he ended up playing 10 minutes on the second end. Like, there's always a chance that he ends up getting more run. Who knows? Like, it's a, clearly a balls-out play if you have to switch stuff around based on LeBron injury, like – or the, the Davis injury. I could see a scenario where you have James and Howard, Davis ends up playing, and you can swap over to Luka and Boban if you need to make up a lot of ground. So do you think that um, Bertans is going to be chalk – or is he a get weird GPP play? I get. I'll I'll, clap. I'll let you have him as a get weird GPP play. All right. Just because you remember the game. I'm going back to back here. I went Chris Dunn and Bertans. So like I remember. I remember the spot. Um, game selection question: What's standing out to you today? Um, doesn't matter what site. I guess we talked about it a little bit earlier. 
They have a 250k to first two thousand dollar entry, uh, which I think has is referring to 2020 the year. So if you have the money for that, play that. If not, uh, single entry twelve dollar pick and roll is not a terrible one. It's got a decent amount of uh, what's it called? Uh, what? Why can't I remember? Rake, but still like. Prize pool is not terrible. It's 10% up top. It's minimum 2x payout. Goes to roughly 20% of or 22% of the overall uh, entrance. So not a bad structure. A little bit high on the rake, but still not a bad tournament for a single entry tournament. Yeah, I'm going to go over the FanDuel, um, the 23K NBA and one single entry tournament over there. Really like this tournament. It's $25 entry. It's a, a fantastic tournament for the mid-stakes guys, guys that are playing like $100 a day and trying to get like $25 in tournaments and $75 in cash games. Um, love this $25 single entry tournament over there. Pays 23.3% of the field. Min cash is 2X. Top 10 is getting less than 30%. First place is getting less than 10%. Uh, so really like the N1 single entry tournament over on FanDuel. Uh, make sure you're checking that out. Uh, Grant, give me your favorite over-under today. The Houston one seems a little bit high. Um, on the second, in, on the second minute back to back, I think Houston's one and four uh, on the over so far this year. Yeah, I'm going with the under on the Houston game. I feel like I have to go over on Chicago now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to take the over on Chicago just because I tried to skip that game a bunch of times. So. Um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. I, I did say that, uh, we had a giveaway on YouTube today. So, um, if you go over to YouTube, again, you can watch, listen to this podcast on YouTube each and every day, go over to Roto Grinders on YouTube, go to the comment section of this podcast. Today's podcast, Wednesday, January 15th, comment with your let's get weird GPP play of the day. He has to be under 10% owned. I'm, I'm extending it a little bit. I'm giving you guys a break here under 10% owned. In the $20.20 tournament on DraftKings, it's their big $20 tournament for today. Under 10% owned in that tournament, the person that has the guy under 10%, under 7K, under 7K, under 10%, the person with the highest scoring player will win a Roto-Grinders t-shirt. So if you want to win a Roto-Grinders t-shirt, I will go in order of the comments. So if you guess the same person as somebody else, um, then you're going to not win if you guess it second. So First person to get Boban wins. Very that's clearly. right. So let's get weird. GPP play of the day. Under 10% owned. Over there in the comment section. Has to be under 7,000. The highest scoring player in that section will win a Roto-Grinders t-shirt. So like I said, head over to Roto-Grinders YouTube page, like subscribe while you're over there. Get, you know, do us a favor for running fun contests. If we get a bunch of comments, I could do this more often. So do it. Let's have some fun with it. He's Genie for 07. I'm Stevie TPFL. Good luck in your contest tonight. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Take it.